You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. Whether it's on WMYO, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, Castos, wherever you are on, I am glad you are on. Now let's begin. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the Beatles' fifth studio album, which is Help. And this, of course, is one of my favorite albums of theirs. Now this is, I will say, like still their early phase and still their Beatles for Sale and even Hard Day's Night phase. It's got a mix of those albums into this. Hard Day's Night being of their, you know, their own songs that uh, become more mature and more sophisticated. And then, of course, they've got a few covers like Beatles for Sale, um, but not as much as Beatles for Sale. Uh, they have only like two covers on this, which is uh, the, which is Ringo's song on this, Act Naturally, which is a Buck Owens song, and uh, Larry Williams' Dizzy Miss Lizzie, which is at the end that John sings. So let's talk about help and what was going on at the time of the Beatles' uh, popularity. So, it's 1965, the Beatles were already so big when they came on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964. They were the biggest stars. They were, nothing was bigger at this moment. They were, they were it. They were the star, they were the stars. They were just as big as Elvis, even bigger uh, in a sense, and um, John was having a little bit of a hard time dealing with this fame of all these fangirls screaming at them and, you know, just this whole type of, of the idea of fame itself, you know, of what it means, you know, just all these people knowing who he is. And it was a lot of pressure on him. He realized he couldn't go out anymore in public in the way he once did uh, and all that stuff. So he wrote this kind of autobiographic kind of song or this statement of what was going on um, at this time. He said that he was going through, you know, like he was going through his fat Elvis stage, which he, call, which he calls it. Because it's funny because John Lennon, John Lennon, I would say, was never really a heavy guy. He never really got like really heavy. But like he does look a little like he put on weight in between from like, you know, 63 to 65 in a sense. Um, and, um, you know, he talks about that he was drinking drinking a lot more, eating a lot more, and, you know, it was just because he was so depressed of what was going on, and he wrote, like, you know, help about that, you know, like, when I was younger, I I never needed that much help in any ways, and so it's really, and he, he calls it, I think, one of his best songs, like, um, you know, compared to, like, you know, like, with Strawberry Fields and, you know, Imagine, in a sense like that, like, this is one of his true songs, because John talked about a lot of, of songs that he did not like throughout the years, and we'll get to that, because there are a few that are on this album that he did not like, um, but help like is one of the few songs that he's he was really proud of still you know until his death you know um so you know that was uh, something as well uh and um yeah so of course it's the start of the album um yeah and it was their fifth album um it was actually their second film too because you know a hard day's night had a film help had a film now everybody talks about like hard day's night how it was such a funny film and so you know comedic and all that and then everybody says help wasn't that good as a film and i disagree i think help was just as good as hard day's night um you know it had their com i think what was great about the beatles comedy when they were acting you know in a sense is they were like you know 
know, the Marx Brothers or the 19, you know, like when the Marx Brothers comedy, you know, it's just like silly comedy that just, it's like almost in a sense, it's like inside jokes that we're able to even understand as time goes on, you know, if you see their interview process. And one thing I've always found funny about the film, this is a little bit off topic because we're going to be talking more about the album, but the film does have some stuff that relates to the movie, the, the, the album. I mean, it had seven songs featured from the album on the film. Um, it didn't have any of the covers, and it only had the first seven songs, you know, from, like, Help to Ticket to Ride um, and all that. Uh, but it's funny, too, um, because um, there's a scene when they're going to the Bahamas, and they all look a little bit older. And the funniest thing is they all ended up looking like that. Like, th that's exactly how they looked when they aged. It, it, it's kind of weird in a sense, too. But um, another funny thing about that, um, it, like, with the Help, too, is that, you know, they were getting, like, you know, with these movies, I think it was, like, they, they enjoyed the first one, but they were getting bored with the second one. They just felt like, you know, stories weren't going anywhere. So they would ask the writers to add scenes for certain things they want to do. Like, you know, for instance, the scene where they had the song Ticket to Ride playing with their skiing. They wanted to go skiing and all that stuff. So they just added that in the film and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, no, I mean... I think, and this, yeah, like, this album, I would say, is more of a fun record. It's definitely, yeah, like I said, it definitely still carries the early Beatles roots. So, without further ado, why don't we go in and talk about the songs on this album? So, we already mentioned a little bit about Help, so we'll get to uh, a few other songs on this album. So, let's talk about the, let's get the big hits out of the way, and then we'll talk about, you know, the songs that are maybe not as well known and stuff like that. So, um, we'll talk about uh, Ticket to Ride next, which was their other big hit that was from this album uh ticket to ride uh you know uh tells a story about a girl that's going away and all that stuff and you know the guy isn't crazy about her uh i always loved this song as a kid um i still love this song i think it's one of uh one of the most catchiest uh tunes and all that and the catchiest chorus uh and like it, it definitely is a hook especially with the opening guitar riff um the chorus is a, a hook and all that stuff it's just it's very you know uh and the yeah, the harmonies between uh, John and Paul. Um, yeah, this has always been one of my favorite John songs uh, and all that, too. Um, so, yeah, we talked about Ticket to Ride. Uh, and then, of course, we've got a song that is not in the movie. And people might forget it's on the album, but it's known as one of their best songs of all time, which is Yesterday. Yesterday, of course, I think, in my opinion, of course, is a great song, too. It's funny, because my father always, like, never thought of it as their great love song. Now, I don't think it's, like, like I've mentioned, I think, like, Paul McCartney's And I Love Her is better than Yesterday, in a sense, but Yesterday is still a great song. And the funniest thing is, it's not even all the Beatles. It's just Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney wrote this uh, after, you know, having a dream and all that stuff, and he, you know, didn't have any words for it, so he just put it at the moment, scrambled eggs. Uh, and he was like, scrambled eggs, oh baby, how I love your legs. And, um, you know, um, he was, you know, trying to figure out where he heard this tune before. And he was asking John, he was asking, like, George Martin, he was asking everybody he knew of, like, w of where is this tune? And nobody knew, so he decided to, you know, say, it's mine. <laughs> and, um, you know, so he didn't himself, and... Brian Epstein, who's the manager of the Beatles, did a smart decision because he did not feel that because George Martin thought that maybe should we should just release this as a solo project with Paul McCartney, and Brian Epstein thought, 
we never set up the we never separate the Beatles. We always put the Beatles together, um, which was a good idea because they never really did separate and did solo project pro albums when they were together. I mean, later on too, but we'll get more into that as well. But not as much. It was like really. It was like, and they all had their chance when they did a song without the rest of the guys um, on it. You know, uh, Paul had a few of those songs where he would just play with the guitar and uh, you know and in. In this case, he had you know an orchestral arrangement too on that. Um, I've always thought it was a beautiful song. I thought the lyrics were great. Uh, you know, of course, the Beatles version is the best because um, you know Paul McCartney's talked about that too about how you know a lot of people covered yesterday. It was one of the songs that was covered the most from the Beatles too. Too you know, from, like out of the Beatles catalog, which was Sinatra, I think Ray Charles, um, you know Marvin Gaye, um, and Elvis, of course. And the funniest thing is how uh, Paul McCartney talked about, it. and he 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 addressed it in uh, an interview with Stephen Colbert uh, two years ago about how like when you hear like a version like Sinatra or Elvis, they always go like when the line is I said something wrong, they say I must have said something wrong. Paul McCartney's been say like they're not even they're not owning up and which is it, it which is kind of funny in a sense that of how he realized of how because that, that's how he, he did the song and, and you know if you think about it you do change the meaning of how sorry you are of what it is and i think the words just are mature and all that stuff and it was definitely of course a you know a change in their style um you know definitely uh with the or orchestral sound um and I've always, the best thing I've loved about the song is the ending when he just does the humming at the end, like the hmm, 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 yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, it's, you know, it's just so like, it just shows you it's like, it's like a mic drop almost, you know, just like, yeah. It almost like even in Louis Armstrong, it, it's almost like when like in the song A Wonderful World with Louis Armstrong, how he goes like, oh yeah, like just that way, just like a signing off, you know, and I think that that that's that works, uh, you know, like, is it my favorite Beatles song of all time? No, but um, I definitely do have a, a different opinions with my dad about it. I do still think it's a good song. I don't have anything really against it. My dad always just thought it was like, you know, not like an understatement of other songs that he did. They did that was better. I mean, my dad and I have disagreements of what we think of Beatles songs because I have some songs that he thinks are one of their better songs, and I think, no, this song is better, or no, this was not as good, or you know, I don't understand what people think about this song, or I don't understand why people talk about that song um, as much. But um, so now we're talking more about the album tracks that were maybe not as much of a hit and all that stuff, but songs like The Night Before, which is the second song on the album, which is a Paul song and all that. And the backing vocals from uh, George and John are on that. Uh, you know, the piano work is good. Um, I like how they do that scene in the film, too, with the song. Um, you know, it's definitely a song that's very much of a rocker. Uh, you know, it's got that, like, you know, it's in the mix between, you know, it's definitely that type of rock song. I always loved listening to that song as a kid. It was always one of my favorite Beatles songs listening to it as a kid. Because it was a song that, you know, you never heard a lot. And when it would come on the radio, it would be like, oh, you know that. And when you hear the piano, like, the bump, bump, it's like, oh, that's the night before. It's got to be. Um, and, you know, I think the thing that's interesting, um, you know, about help and all that stuff is just how, you know, much of a, you know, of an ending of a, you know, their first, because I feel like this is the end of their first phase of music in a sense, because, you know, they were already grown, they were already a successful band, but they were still playing into the roots of the early days and all that stuff. And um, even with these new mature songs, they still had that kind of poppy sound in this. Um, so it's kind of a bittersweet 
album in that sense because then we go into you know of course there are other stuff but then of course you know you realize too the Beatles catalog in a sense what was you know even though of course they were around for most of the 60s and released 12 studio albums of course you know fans would always want more uh, with them so you know it, it's sad as we move on into the catalog to talk about you know because we've already gone through four of the, the Beatles albums addressing them so but the thing is um, you know I've always you know the thing about this album too is like I am let me tell a little bit more of like a personal story for me is I remember when I got this album when I was like seven or eight I think it was like see my dad would have a deal with me that like you know when I would lose a tooth or something like that like the tooth fairy would you know uh get me a Beatles album because I would always ask for one and I remember I wake up in the pillow wake up with my you know open up you know it's like I'd have my pillow and then I open it up and I see up oh, it's uh it's a Beatles album and one time it was help and I remember listening to that album, like, I think the sum, it was the summer of 2007, and I was listening to that album, like, nonstop in the car. I asked my dad to play it all the time. It was one of, like, my favorite things to listen to uh, for that, that period of my life, you know? I, listen, I, think I, I listened to that, I think I listened to that album nonstop. I, I wore it out on the CD. The CD's, like, skips, and it never got to the, it never got the same, but, yeah. That was a problem with the CDs. Now you can listen to stuff digitally and it being fine and sounding great uh, and all that. So works works well too, you know, uh, with that as well. But um, you know, so uh, yeah. Uh, and another, but another thing of what I've realized is over the years, because you know, of course, I've always come back and you know, I haven't listened to Beatles, even though I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan. I haven't listened to it, you know, like them like every day of my life. Um, you know, there are certain periods where I go back into really loving their catalog and all that. And that was like in middle school, that happened, you know, in high school, and that happened in college when, um, you know, after, you know, when my grandfather passed away, it was, you know, it was hard for me to, you know, because I was close with him and all that stuff, and, you know, music, we did have a connection with music, even though he wasn't a huge Beatles fan, he was more of a fan of groups like the Everly Brothers and, you know, Emmy Lou Harris and the country phase, but he did like the Beatles and all that stuff, so... I remember, um, you know, I had his car for a little while and stuff like that, um, that, that I was driving, and I would listen to, there was the Beatles serious radio station that I would play, but also, uh, might have played, like, some of the Beatles songs from the Bluetooth speaker in the car, and one of them was Help, and I would listen to it, and it was a while since I really heard the record to its entirety again, and I was like, oh my god, you know, I, I, I love this album, and, you know, like, it, it made me feel happy again, you know, that was the thing, like, with the Beatles, it was like they got me through a tough time when I needed it you know even though in some ways I felt like in some ways of course you know you can never be too old for the Beatles but I felt like you know because I loved it as a kid it's like I, I, I want to move on I want I want to listen I want to explore something else but I realized in that that time in order to really grieve and really go through it I had to get through things that helped me in the past you know make me feel happy and excited and I think really honestly that's just the power of music I think uh that that's what makes you know the world go round you know when we have sadness or when we have pain we we know about songs that make us happy and when we listen to it it it, it can make us feel great again, you know, or it can make us just feel good for that moment, you know, and get us through our day, you know. Um, so that's what I want to say of that. Um, other songs on this album that I'd like to talk about are You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. Now, what a song that is. That, like... You know, it, it, it's the funniest thing, too, you know, about, you know, romance, you know, when you like somebody, but 
what she's she might be with somebody else you know you've got to hide your love away especially if it's like a best friend situation if you're in love with your best friend's girl you're gonna have to hide that there you know and um you know uh, to mention of course the movie in this sense of i love the scene of how they're they're just playing it so simply um in the book you know in their, you know, their house, you know, the house that they all live together, which as a kid, I thought, oh, they actually did live in that house together, <laughs> but, uh, no, the funniest thing is, um, yeah, the, um, no, like, um, just the way that they, uh, perform it in the, the film, and just, it's a great song, too, and, of course, the ending with the flute, uh, solo, too, um, but, um, John's voice is good on that, I think this is the point where John was, you know, have, was getting very comedic with his, uh, lyrics, and, you know, of course, has, uh, this uh you know this cynicism tone in his song in his songs and all that stuff and just the way he sings it is funny like hey you got to hide your love and he sings it in such a happy kind of sense like even though it's depressing stuff like hey you got to hide your love away <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah um and you know john just sings it you know like I, i've always loved john's voice i think john always had a great voice in a sense and uh, like just there was always something about John Lennon that I always identified with with his stuff. So especially his early days, like his early stuff was really good because that was when he was on the ball, you know. Because we're getting to the point around this time where he was really like kind of like getting tired of fame and getting tired of the Beatles in general because you know he he did what he wanted to do and it was just becoming such a you know this such a kind of crazy phenomenon that you know was taking a toll you know because that was the thing it was like you know everybody enjoyed and knew who the beatles were and saw the beatles and listened to the beatles but they would always make the joke that they never you know they were the only people that could never see themselves that never you know they they weren't the group for them you know they were a group for everybody else but they weren't the love of the you know they weren't the idols for them you know because they were them you know uh and you know of course i mean at that time you know the beatles were becoming more big you know i mean the beatles you know their songs were just becoming like so big that ella fitzgerald all these you know people were were using their songs and all that because uh, they definitely had a beautiful message to them and when you listen back you know it's still good music you can never get tired of the beatles and um i want to talk about um some you know uh george harrison song on the album which is i need you and I need you. I think it's just a uh, wonderful, um, you know. Just I, I've always, I've always loved it. Um, and I think the thing that's interesting is this was actually the first. This is actually the second uh, song that's uh, written by George on a, on a Beatles album. Now we're getting to the point where George is going to write, is going to be writing songs. So every every song now that George sings on this on an album is a song that he wrote. Uh, and it's great to see him, you know, uh, really, you know, start like see his. Uh, songwriting, uh, you know, really take a journey and really, like, evolve and all that. And I need you, me and my dad have talked about this one, and my dad always felt, and, you know, I see what he's saying, that, like, he feels this song was like a Lennon and McCartney type of style. And it is, in a sense, you know. I think, you know, after, you know, being around, you know, two uh, songwriters that are considered, like, the greatest songwriters of all time, 
you, you learn something from it. And, you know, George did get a lot of, you know, like, criticism from even John and Paul because they always saw him as, you know, because he was the youngest guy of the group, uh, you know, the guitar player. They really didn't think of him that much as a songwriter, and they really underestimated him. And, you know, he showed them, of course, uh, throughout time. And, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about how his songwriting just got better and better. But I Need You is my favorite song from him on this album. Um, I'm, I don't know how I stand about you. I me too much i mean they are like like i say like i feel like when george was starting to you know write more you know in a sense like you know or in the beginning he had a little bit of that lennon and mccartney kind of phase or that little lennon and mccartney askew or like you know style to it in a sense you know um so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like you know that 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 just like that 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 element he needed i guess in that sense you know uh, to have, you know, um, but, um, what you call it, um, no, uh, but another, you know, an another song I've loved, um, on this album is, you know, you're gonna lose that girl and another girl, you know, that, another girl is Paul's song, and of course it's comedic how they do that in the film, you know, uh, he plays, you know, there's a girl and then he ends up playing her like a guitar, like, like he uses her like a guitar in the film, and I've always thought that funny, but I've always thought that was a, I mean, it's a, you know, it's not like, you know, it's, it's definitely an earworm, it's definitely not their, their greatest song, and I think it's a song you can get tired of if you listen to it, like, loop to loop but um no like uh, the guitar work on that um you know it's just it's a f it's a funny little little ditty you know and you're gonna lose that girl i've always loved that too that john does the harmonies i think from george and paul are the best on this album is the harmonies from uh the, yeah i think that's their best uh harmonies on this album and uh you know definitely just you know it's they're they're in sync in this song too uh especially with ringo's drumming and all that and um let's talk about a song that john really didn't like and that's it's only love it's only love is a song that john looked back at he didn't like and you know when i've listened to it it's you know definitely not one of his greatest i mean it's no like strawberry fields or imagine but it's definitely something i always you know found funny and cute but i think that's what maybe john didn't like about it too it was you know maybe too simple you know too you know just like too peppy too you know like too generic in, in his sense which it is but it's still that doesn't mean like being generic is always a bad thing i mean it it still has a, a you know a song quality to it um you know a good you know good quality but uh but yeah no no so um that's what i say about that um two other songs i want to talk about that are really kind of uh don't get mentioned a lot. I mean, I've just seen the face of some that I've heard people always talk about how they've always loved that uh, more and more. Um, you know, like, I, you know, I, I love Paul's, uh, like, uh, voice on it. Um, you know, I, I always, like, as a kid, like, for some reason that song always struck a chord with me and I always just found it interesting and you know I heard people you know singing it over time like my uncle played it on the guitar a few times um I remember even in, in Saturday Night Live the 40th anniversary they did a joke where Paul McCartney and Paul Simon went up and they performed uh you know I Just Seen a Face like the little bit memo and all that like the little bit of that and then like they left and Paul and then, then they walked off stage and Paul Simon said we should have done Sound of Silence <laughs> but yeah yeah uh no no um and then um another great i love this is a song that i never ever hear mentioned is tell me what you see and this is a i this is one of the i think john and paul's uh a fun song that john and paul do together uh 
like the way they send it of like you know like a call and response in a sense while they're both sending like you know the first part and then Paul goes into like you know the response part where it's like if you let me take your heart like it's just it's a very you know cute cute silly kind of style of song um, and it, it works well and that's a song that you definitely gotta hear uh, this is an album that you really just gotta hear like in a, in a self in sense like yes it's, it's a fun album it's not something that was so sophisticated like other stuff that we're going to get to as well but you know it did have like it did what it needed to do it had john paul george and ringo sending their heart out sending some fun songs it's just a, a good song to just you know listen to have a good time with whether you're going to the car whether you're going to a doctor's appointment and you need a song on the to listen to on the expressway or you just want to listen to it with a few friends on, on a summer day um this is the album to listen to and all that uh and uh yeah no so uh that's it for today's podcast uh thank you very much uh hope you uh check it out uh wherever and uh we'll see you soon bye